Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. I'm Diana from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysnica Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They help me keep the freedom I used to before enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am Jamar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysnica Freedom Microchip. SNSHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip. I jumped on the Lysnica joint. This freedom chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am and am not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this freedom chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. Which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These freedom chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart and employ with insert in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. You just need to let Lysnica track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysnica Freedom Microchips. They are sweet.
Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie, that government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Hello, everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO-free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on Rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On Rumble.com. Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative Show. Here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you. 
Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Monday. TGIM, everyone. Thank goodness it's Monday. Another broadcasting week is starting for us. And I am not alone today. We will have Christina joining us here in just a second. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. I will make it a point to bring you into tonight's conversation. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Christina in here. Christina, welcome. Thanks, Proof. Hi, everyone. So, so what's the so word on the street things? out there, Christina? Oh, um, I've been uh, paying close attention to the the interview that Patrick but David had with uh, the Crown Prince of Iran. Pretty interesting. And also, um, I just sent a link to the January 6th tapes that are the actual, like, official ones from um, the committee or whatever. So you can go into each one of them. There's like five pages and there's tons of them. So that's pretty interesting. But um, other you know what's weird is that they, they arrested somebody else today again for their role in January 6th. So they're, they're still arresting people, even though it's coming out, that the police themselves initiated this. This is crazy. I mean... And I guess the police that are arresting them, they're obviously they're obviously in on it because 
if they weren't, they wouldn't do it. They would refuse to do it. So they're part of the whole thing. Oh, so it's um, no, it's a it's a gloomy, cold night here in Missouri. I don't know how it is out there, but oh, just a good day to be inside doing a radio show. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Speaking of which, I may as well <coughs> I may as well say it now. I'm taking Thursday off for Thanksgiving. Oh well, yeah, you should. Absolutely, you should. So, and you you've got a host now, right? Our new co-host. A Thursday co-host, yes. Yay! Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. So. Um, so uh, to host- our freedomist, I am I am thinking behind the scenes. I'm definitely th- taking Christmas off. I might take the week in between Christmas and New Year's off. We can, oh, probably a good idea. I mean, you need a break, you know? I mean, how, so do I you... figured The evening of, of New Year's Day, that doesn't bother me working. If you want it off, we could take it off. But if you want to work, we can come in. Oh, of New Year's, no. I mean, it's fine. That That's up to you. So, I mean, yeah, I'll, New Year's I'll Eve, I would take off. New Year's Day, everybody's already been done celebrated, so yeah. it's not a big deal to me. <laughs> exactly, and then ready to go back to work or school or whatever the next day. Yeah. So, no, that that one's fine. That one's fine. Do you normally take a week off during the year? Um, if, it's, uh, if, if Christmas falls on a Thursday, I might just take the day off. Yeah. But when it's a Monday, when when New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Day and Christmas Day are Mondays, I figured, well, uh, it, it's set up for me to just take the entire week. Sure. Next year, next year Christmas is on a Wednesday. I might take okay. Christmas Eve off. I might just work the Monday. Okay. All December twenty right. third. So, it's like who cares? But Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Boxing Day, I'll, I'll generally take those days off. <laughs> right. Right. So, so how's the weather out there? Uh, it was pretty windy this weekend and uh, low okay. 70s, high 60s, I guess. I didn't spend much time outside today. It had been really pretty, but we've just had some really heavy clouds and stuff rolling today. So, but... That's okay. Oh, my goodness. It just kind of puts you to sleep. <laughs> so, the sunshine. Oh, I've been exhausted all weekend. I just, well, yeah, I know. Between, I'm trying to get a storage shed cleaned out, you know, one of those full of all my grown kids' stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I never have time to go through and get rid of. So I've been going through that a little bit, but it's so hard to just throw your kids' old school papers and stuff like that away. <laughs> oh. It's, it's like they won't care. They're like, I know what they're going to tell me. Mom, throw it away. <laughs> but I think I'm just going to pull out a few and just keep, you know, a few of them. So, but never easy to do. So, so 
So you guys, um, are you, I guess, just going to be in Vegas this, this Thursday? Yeah. Okay. You have family coming in or? Well, everybody lives okay. here for the most part as far as my brothers. Oh. I have one brother and two sisters that live here, and my parents live here. So we're going to go see my parents on Friday, and it's just going to be me and my wife on Thursday, which is fine. Yeah, no. (laughs) I know know sometimes that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, it's so hectic when the whole house. Well, we had an invite to go to my sister's house, but I don't want to. I don't want to eat Thanksgiving at six o'clock when I have to work the next day at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I did, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's early. Yeah, wow. Between that and hanging out with liberals, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't blame you on that one. Well, a few so. years ago, one of my one of my nieces said that I'm too old to understand communism. Oh, my gosh. Like they, like they just invented communism about ten years ago. <laughs> oh my lord! These kids that think they know everything, like really, they're going to be so well. I, I started to say one well, of these those days. Those are the same kids right now that that uh, well next month, <laughs> next month. I mean last month. Sorry. Uh, last month, uh, everybody was supposed to like each other. There was diversity and equity. And now, now it's like as long as we hate Jews. Oh, I know. I mean, what is wrong with people? Why can't they just flip and mind their own business and let everybody be who they want to be? And just, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand. There's TikTok videos have... out there that are going viral about how these these 19 and 20 year olds feel that Bin Laden and uh, and Hitler were right and they just didn't finish the job. Oh, and I, I just can't believe that that that's a fresh idea again. I refuse to believe wow. that. Well, you know that um, that link I sent you guys earlier that called RemedyLink.com with that um, oh I forget the guy's name. But he he's the one that was talking about how there are so many people having symptoms and issues and all the young kids having the heart attacks since they've had those injections. And mm-hmm. he's also saying that that some of the people, he, he explains how the spike protein in some people can get into the mRNA can implant itself and not get broken down to where it stays where it shouldn't and, like, destroys, like, the ribosomes and stuff. And he was saying that basically it can it can cause some people to become angry, you know, and he's, he's talking about, like, the some of the shootings and some of the the bad stuff that's happened, he said it can cause people to um, trying to go crazy. So, 
oh, I don't know. You know, maybe that has a lot to do with some of what's going on. And we all know that part of their plan, you know. So I just, um, that, it's interesting to listen to that video because when I had anatomy and physiology, you know, they explain how the, the DNA, all the little amino acids and how they like it morphs like four times or whatever and talks about how the mRNA and all that works. And when he was explaining it, I remembered all that he was going through and he explains it in a easier manner though, I think for most people to understand, but um, it is pretty cool. And, and, and I think the um, remedies that he has come up with, they're a little bit pricey, but you know, if what it would take to actually maybe for the people that are having issues to get that out of their system, it would be well worth it. But uh, he, it has to do with enzymes. And, you know, he just explains that, that it's a foreign protein and that it gets trapped somehow. And so it's, it's just interesting. You have to listen to it. But, but he, he has some products there that look pretty promising. So I don't know. I'm hoping um, hoping there's some legitimacy to it and that it can maybe actually help people. I know one of my daughter's um, coworkers, she's, you know, she's having issues, and she finally asked if I had any information, you know, because she, she said she feels awful all the time. You know, this is a 30-year-old, yeah. late 20, 30-year-old, and... It's just awful. So, and like, and, and, you know, like you said, they're still arresting people for January 6th and, and they're still pushing the shot. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Oh, so, but the, um, the January 6th thing, yeah, I, I have to believe that, once all these tapes get out and once everyone, once the majority of the people see them, especially the ones who have people that are sitting, rotting in these gels and being treated in such a horrible way. I mean, we know. We've heard stories. And, I mean, it's it's broken so many of the, I mean, it's, it's it goes against the Constitution. I mean, they were thrown in there without, you know, a hearing. They were thrown in there without due process. I mean, that's never. Oh, and then, to but then they're, in this they're still sitting there with no due process. Exactly. And if people knew, I mean, one of them, I think, I believe that it was there. Um, they were talking about how they were having to drink, like, dirty water and just, I mean, it's crazy. So I hope that everyone that had, you know, a hand in that, I hope their day is coming soon. 
And they are all, you know, I, I said, everyone that had a hand in it, they need to throw them in there where these people are right now and treat them the same way. So, you know, I don't like to wish things like that upon people, but when you, <laughs> when you can do that to people, when you can treat people like that, just because of a stupid political, oh, well, the, I mean, the reason so why childish. they do it is because they they didn't vote for Brandon, so everybody has to get punished. Yeah, I mean, if you just, if you did so not childish. vote for Brandon and you were vocal about it, they they want you. I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Oh, I would love to be able to rewind time. Well, that's what communism is about, though. You have to vote for the right person or else you're dead. Very true. But then what about this new, um, this Javier, is it Javier, 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 Malay? Yeah, in Argentina. Yeah. So what do you think about this guy? Oh, I've heard him on a few interviews. He seems righteous so far. I love the fact I mean, that he says you give liberals nothing because when you give them just a little bit, then they think they own you. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's he's big time against, you know, big government. I think they said he was ripping names off, government names off the walls or something. So Yeah, let me play like, a three-minute oh clip real quick what Dan Bongino okay. said about him today. Okay. How bad did it have to get in Argentina? For this stuff, Argentina, Guy, you know South America well, like I do, correct? Argentina can be a very left-leaning country, right? The, for a long time, the Peronists over there, they've had actual commies in charge of Argentina that have blown up this economy forever, right? Now, you think it's bad here? What's the inflation rate been in the United States? Nine, six, three, four. That's pretty bad, right? You know what the inflation rate in Argentina was? 140%. Holy cow. And finally, as you can see from this AFP article, Javier Malay won the election and vows the end of Argentina's decline. Ladies and gentlemen, it only got bad enough after 140% inflation. You know who Javier Malay is in the chat? You know this guy? Listen, let me just caution you for a minute because a lot of people have fallen in love with this guy. He, he, He seems like a good libertarian guy. I get it. But please, we don't worship politicians here, no matter what. We worship what? God, and we look out for results. Javier Malay seems great, but even though he's in Argentina, conservatism around the world matters because it's infectious. We're seeing it in Finland. We're seeing it in Sweden. We're seeing a renaissance in Germany. We just see it in Spain. They've had enough of the socialist commies there, too. You are seeing a worldwide change where it's bad enough. You've never heard of Javier Malay. I want you to listen to this 30 seconds. Joe, you translated this? This is Joe's voiceover. This guy's good. This guy's real good. But we better look out for results. Check this out. You can't give leftards an inch. Can you define leftists? All collectivists. All kinds of collectivists. But why do you call them? Because they are... 
No, pero que si pensás... If you think differently from them, they will kill you. This is the point. You can't give leftists an inch. If you give them an inch, they will use it to destroy you. You can't negotiate with leftards. You don't negotiate with trash because they will end you. You ever heard of this guy? I've been following this guy for a while. Remember, we look out for results. We're going to keep this guy honest, even though he's in Argentina. But, man, this guy's good. By the way, that's one of a thousand videos of him doing this. You see the one where he wants to cut government? He puts all the government agencies on the board, education. He throws them away. This one's out. This one. We'll see what he does. We've been told a lot of this stuff before. But we're starting out really good. And I'm so glad when this guy won, I saw my name Hearing all over social media. I'm like, why am I on Twitter this weekend? Trending a bit here. What's going on? And it was because a lot of people put in there, finally, as Bongino said, it's bad enough in Argentina. Apparently it is. Is it going to be bad enough here? I don't know. But things like this don't help the left. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend. All right. So I think you appreciated that. I heard you a few times. <laughs> yeah. Left heart. That was funny. And that's their uh, president calling them that. And I, I, I endorse that 100%. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, but what but is the thing about is, is that I'm okay with negotiating with classic Democrats. Like, uh, I will well, even yeah, say good. the Jimmy Carter Democrats. The thing with Jimmy Carter, well, he was just a classic Democrat. He was not a radical that, that wanted half the population killed because they didn't vote for him. Well, I mean, that's what that's what Je- uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. actually is, but not now. You know, the party, the freaking Democratic Party is so corrupt, he doesn't want anything to do with them anymore. Yeah. You know, they just aren't. They are not what they're supposed to be. So, but um, it's just completely corrupt. So I'm not saying the Republicans aren't, because they are too. I mean... They're not that bad. They're not that bad. But well, I, uh, you know me. There, there's two Republicans that I trust, and many others I don't. Oh yeah, I'd say the majority. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like I can, so, I can tolerate a DeSantis presidential campaign. Yeah. I suppose he's not yeah. my favorite. He's my number three, but that's a very far back number three. But I wouldn't complain if he ran. If he ran the United States like he did Florida, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just don't like that he puts himself with people I don't want to align with. Right. Yeah, no, I'm okay with DeSantis. I'm okay with Kennedy, and I'm okay with Trump. So. And you know me, I like Vivek a lot, but I think he's this just isn't his time. I, I just think no. that Vivek needs to build on what he started this time around and get focused for 2028. And I, I, if, if yeah. he could do that, Vivek would be a front runner in 2028. But now yeah, is not his time, but he needs to, he needs to just continue doing what he's doing and just expect to lose. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. He needs to prove to me that, that he's not ever going to force any kind of pharmaceuticals on us because with him having that background and, you know, how he used to believe in the past, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he would because I think he's, in that sense, I think he's a little bit like Trump to where he's just kind of, he's in that mindset that medicine is good and, 
all that stuff. But I don't think he would ever. Well, let me ask you. I remember the first it. time I told you about Vivek, and you didn't you didn't know a lot about him. Has he has he won you over at all? As I'm not saying you're going to yeah. vote for him because I'm most likely not. Also, but I like I, I yeah. like about at least ninety percent of what he says. Yeah. No. I I mean, yeah. He he talks a good game. I mean, if he's sincere, but sometimes I think. Sometimes he he seems a little bit on the um, I don't know what what word I should use a little bit cocky you know what I mean um, which I mean it that doesn't necessarily bother me but I'm afraid that he's probably coming off that way with a lot of people when he's talking he kind of needs to I think he needs to slow down a bit. Because he'll kind of get on his rants and stuff. And See, the thing is, is that when you listen to him, it, it sounds like everything he said is rehearsed, and that that that's why he sounds cocky is because it it's hard to say whether or not it comes from the heart because it sounds like everything he said has been rehearsed, and I'm not saying he's giving robotic answers necessarily. But he's too good of a speaker. I, I, yeah. I just can't believe I'm saying that, but he's he's too good. That's it, yeah. <laughs> that exactly. That's kind of where I'm yeah. Yeah. It's it's true. It's, it's we don't, you're right. We don't it's expect like, him to win right now anyway. And the thing with Vivek is that if uh, if Trump went away, as far as Trump supporters go. Vivek is far and away the number two choice of everybody. So you mean number two choice after Trump? Yes. The reason why Vivek doesn't move up in the polls because if you're going to vote for Vivek, you're going to vote for Trump. Oh, I got what you're saying. Okay. Whereas you get All diehard right. DeSantis fans, you get diehard Nikki Haley's. You get the yeah. the Democrats that are trying to throw the election by voting for Chris Christie, but the Vivek fans, uh, he'll get some votes because of people that just don't like Trump's attitude, but they like his policies, which is where Vivek yeah. comes in. But if you like Vivek's policies, then you like Trump's policies. Yeah, I just hey, and it's like why not see... vote for Trump? You know. Yeah, if Vivek ran against Brandon, you can't say that Vivek would win that election fair and square. Whereas no. with Trump, you you would feel confident that he could defeat Brandon. But with Vivek being a, a no name, basically, I don't. Uh, while Trump can move a lot of Democrats to the Republican side, uh, I, I don't think you're going to have people that are anti-Vivek enough to vote Brandon. But they're they're not going to be go Vivek go. It's not that rah rah we love Vivek. While while he would get a lot of votes, it's not the same. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Which is why he's just hanging around as the number two. I gotcha. So. Well, I with mean, that being yeah, said, I like the guy a lot. I I just 
I think a lot of people feel like if you like him, you're going to like Trump. So why why are you voting for Vivek when you can have Trump? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean. And I feel bad about it because Vivek is out there selling it. Nobody knew who he, he was is. six months ago. Now he's he's in the conversation. He's in the arena and he's battling. He is. Yes. But yeah, no, I I know that so many people, you know, they really they they can't stand Trump, you know, can't stand the ego part of him. But I mean, if they can look past it, I mean, he is a good business person. He's a great negotiator. You know, he was uh, doing great. Other than people saying I don't like his attitude, nobody can complain about what Trump did between 2017 and and before COVID. Yeah, and he was great for the veterans. You know, he was good for the military. Um, I don't know. Even the Democrats will say, Trump ran this country well. I just don't like him. (laughs) That's going to be their thing. Oh, jeez. Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, and I don't, you know, I don't remember... When he, when Trump was in, I don't know if he did much for, you know, I always say in this country, it, it's, it's maddening to me, and it's, it's sad, too, because in this country, we do not take care of our elderly, and we do not take care of our military, our veterans. Um, of course, the ones get, that get pushed up, you know, your generals and the higher-ranked officials, yeah, you know, they make they make good money. But, you know, most of the ones that are out there, you know, on the front lines when we go to war or, you know, the ones doing all the, the work that nobody wants to do, they get treated like crap. And it just, it's not right. I mean... And the majority of them, they come back after serving, you know, they have the mental issues. And I don't understand why that's so prevalent. I mean, because I have to believe that I think there's probably 80%, 85% of the people that go into the military they come out you know I think they they struggle and nobody does anything they don't do the right things about it all they want to do is put them on a SSRI or you know one of these other brain imbalancing drugs that are addictive and uh, so it just it makes no sense Um, I mean I guess it does if if we're trying to you know, if our country's trying to be destroyed from the inside out, you know, destroy our soldiers. So, but I don't know if you're familiar with that, but but do you know many people that have served in the military and come out and have, you know. I've read the, the stories, but I don't know anybody personally. Yeah. But I do think it's pretty funny, though. Uh, all those people that Brandon got rid of for not wanting their gene therapies, they're begging those people to come back, and they're they're all saying yeah. no. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who? Who would want to work for them right now? I mean, I honestly, you know, I had girls, so I didn't really worry about it too much. But I did always tell them, <laughs> like, don't even think about going in the military. I'm like, no. I said, you don't ever want to work for the government. <laughs> I mean, and I was, I was honest. I was like, do not work for pharmaceutical companies and do not work for the government. Not ever. So, two of the most, well, I mean, the military thing is sad to me. But, because, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that they want to, protect our country and do the right thing and but it just I mean we pay these arrogant corrupt politicians you know Congress and all these people we pay them this they get this enormous amount of freaking money you know for just for what you know I mean honestly when that money should be directed at like military and their families and they should have better lives. I mean, they shouldn't have to struggle like they do so many of them. And then our elderly, especially, especially, I mean, that one drives me crazy. You know, they expect. I have a caller from Orlando that I want to pick up. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Let me bring them in. Okay. Uh, Welcome in. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Nathan in Orlando. I got I got some things that I don't think most people think about whenever they're talking this stuff. Uh, I think the next election could be something where the Democrats win big and the Republicans are yelling election fraud. And here's here's why I'm saying this. Right now, probably somewhere, if you go all the way across all the states, you, it's probably somewhere in the 50 to 55% are no-party affiliates or independents in other states. Here in Florida, we call them no-party affiliates. And, and if you, I'll give you a, just a hint. If you type in Orange County Supervisor of Elections, that's for Florida, Orlando, uh, you'll see it come up, and you look at how much the Republicans are outnumbered by the no-party affiliates. And it's been like that for several years now, and no one, no, you can't get anybody in the media to look at it. I've, got, I've been going across the country looking at, the, uh, and the numbers, uh, with the Republicans are really behind all over the country. Um, it, it really is bad, and... and I think, and I'm one of those people that look deeper into the Republican record, and and I can see why it's that way. I'm going to say some things that you probably at first want to throw up your guard. Trump ran on repeal Obamacare, and the Republicans jumped behind him. And as soon as he got elected, they started stalling him, and anything he got done, he did it by, you know, making deals over here and there. But the Republicans could not get behind him on it. And here's why. Remember when Ted Cruz said we need, and and the Republicans all were saying we need a majority in the Senate to be able to stop Obamacare? Well, in July 2013, when they voted, 
it was a hundred to zero. Uh, if you don't mind me posting the record in your uh, your your uh, chat room, I can do it. Uh, but it was a hundred to zero. We got this guy in South Carolina that just dropped out of the president, Tim Scott, out of the president race. He was he wrote a letter, and I've got a copy of it. He wrote a letter to Obama asking him not to sign Obamacare into law because ACA because uh, the damage, and he listed the damage it would do to the economy and to our health care system. And listen, 100% of the Republican senators signed it, and then one month later, 100%. It was 100 to zero, and we didn't hear that in the news the next morning. All we heard from talk radio was, man, Ted Cruz is a rock star. He's going to save us. He's going to stop it. And then one month after that, I got a video of this. He's on CNN with Chris Como having a pretend fuss as if, you know, he's blaming, you know, the Democrats because of the damage, you know, that it's done. And, and they, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats are the lesser of the two, two evils. And I'll give you something else I got. You're going to have a hard time hearing this. Roe v. Wade. Uh, in 1969, George Daddy Bush, George H. Bush, signed a, a, a wrote a bill, Title X, that funds Planned Parenthood. There was 32 congressmen that voted against it. In the Senate, it passed with 100 to zero. Republican Nixon signed it, and then and when it went to the Supreme Court, seven of the nine judges were Republican appointed judges. Now you know what you want. I, most people, when I start saying this, oh, you're just a liberal Democrat uh, lying. I'm gonna tell you what. I was a Republican from '78 to 2004 when I got my first computer, and I went back to after the war and went through the Republicans' records all the way up to that point. And then by before spring '04, I switched to no party affiliate with a vow to never vote for a Republican, unless he's a citizen candidate. But if the if the party's Parties endorsing him to get him up there, then I'm not going to vote him. Uh, and I can send you this uh, stuff if you don't mind. Radio, we, we are against socialism, so thanks for the call. We don't participate in socialist uh, discussions here. So thank you for your discussion. Uh, moving right along here. Um, and I'm not even Republican. It's just that I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to entertain that we need socialism because that's the opposite of freedom. So I'll let you have your run and say your piece, but at some point it's my show and I got to take the mic back. But thank you for calling. Sorry, I'm mean, aren't I? <laughs> no, I'm sitting here just, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I have to sit and listen to this? Do I have to behave? <laughs> The way I let him go, I let him get his three to five minutes uninterrupted, and I thank him for the call. That's all. There's no sense in debating them. You're not going to win that debate, so it's best to just let them have their run and think they influence people and let them go. There's no sense in getting mad. There are liberals out there. There are socialists, and that's who you have to fight. Aye, aye, aye. Wow. And he's in Florida. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. 
But that's the problem. I mean, we that's that's how Biden won. Well, if he, you know, with a with a little bit of cheating in there. So well, sorry. But the, the thing is, <laughs> is that it shouldn't have been that close. So if it's if it's that close, it is Trump's fault. If they yeah. were able to steal the election, even though Trump rightfully won, Trump should well, not have let it even be that close. Exactly. And, you know, that that is something that I've thought of even before the election happened. I'm like, why are they not addressing? We knew. I, I knew something like that was probably going to happen. And I don't understand why they didn't put things in place so that that didn't happen. Um, I mean, the way that these, you know, the the way the election places are set up for people to come in and vote, um, I mean, it was, it was awful in some places. I mean, it was literally corrupt the way they were running them. So I don't, you know, understand how that took place. I don't understand why people didn't go in there and demand. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they would demand. I mean, here where I am, the place, the polling place, we're good. It was all legit, you know, nothing crazy. But, but I mean, some of the stuff that was going down in different polling places was just unbelievable. I mean, you cannot have an imbalanced um, group of people running those polls. It's got to be. It's got to be equal and fair. And there have to be. There has to be. You know, both parties represented in equal ways. So, and and that that did not happen. It did not happen. So. I mean, it's, yeah, in one sense, I feel like they were lazy about it and they allowed it to happen. So, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but but I do. I I feel like. I'm not going to blame, Trump doesn't get all the blame there, but he was the president running. So, a lot of it is him, but I'm going to say that bitch McConnell and Rona Romney slash McDaniel are, are the two reasons oh, why yeah. he lost because they they yeah. they didn't try at all to help him they were no. they were too busy trying to get their rhino friends to uh, to make money and be happy. Well, yeah, I mean we know. I mean, <laughs> he has just a, a little bit of you know Asian influence there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, you, know, you can't ignore that. <laughs> so. But anyway, do you see the do you see the chat? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I oh agree. yeah, let me get rid of him real quick. Hold on, I got to get my cat off the key, uh, off the keyboard first. Hold on, let's uh, let me go ahead and make sure he's. Oh, that is mm-hmm. funny. There we go. I mean, I don't. He lost me. I was like, <laughs> like, I was listening for a little while, but then, and then he lost me real quick. 
See, you know I'm not interested when I just let them talk for three to five minutes and don't interrupt them. Yeah. Then, then yeah. you know I'm very, I'm, I'm very not interested. <laughs> oh, I was wondering what you were going to do. I was like, oh, this is a surprise. This is the first time this has happened. So that was interesting. Oh, but there are yeah. there are people that that believe wholeheartedly in communism and they they think they can come on shows and and tell their side and get us to say, oh, you're right. I do like Karl Marx. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the wrong show for that, but I'll give people their three to five minutes uninterrupted. That doesn't mean I have to agree with them, but I will give yeah. them their voice and yeah. then they can go and, and get banned, but they can have that, yeah. that freedom to say their piece without being interrupted. So they, they can't say anything. They can't say I didn't let them talk. Right. Yeah, no. He, he spoke. <laughs> so he, he got he plenty of time. He can't say he didn't get to talk. That's all I know. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on this one. So I don't want to cause any, uh, these days, my Lord, people are so sensitive. Can't say too much. Uh, I don't, you know me, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever heard me really get angry before. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think if you posted anything on Facebook to where you were, you know. But no, I don't think so. So, um, so the the new co-host on Thursday. Um, yeah. Have they, His name is Kimo. They... I've been uh, he he and I used to do stand up oh. comedy together back in the 1990s and early 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's the one that replied in the Freedomizer chat. <laughs> so yeah. Good. Okay. Kimo. All right. He's Hawaiian. Oh, nice. Boy. Because if, if people hear the word chemo, they're thinking C-H-E-M-O, and that's yeah, not the I case. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be able to have some good conversations about what's going on still in Hawaii. Oh, tell you what, that's, that's a matter that just, that's another one. I mean, you know, I'm talking about how bad we treat our elderly and the military, and now we've got, you know, now look at Hawaii. Oh, I mean, it's even worse. And, you know, the sad part about it is until this happened, I didn't realize how awful it was. Uh, and But the, the thing is, know. though, Christina, is that they have all this power right now, so they're trying to cram it in there as fast as they can because they don't know if they'll ever have this much power again. So, but That's the thing true. is, is that they, they tried so hard to go as hard as they can, as fast as they can, that people are waking up to it. People that yeah. you never thought would have seen this are now saying, you know what, I don't like what's going on. And people might not yeah. know everything, but now is a, a wake-up period where you can have those conversations now. Yeah. Even 12 months ago, oh. you couldn't have these conversations with 
with half the people on on your Facebook page or half the people in person. Now, now they will get some of it. You can you can you could start to uh, to engage. Yeah, because people get true. it. Mhm. Yep. Thank thank God. It will be over soon. I pray. We hope it is. Well, and, well it's going to go down one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, it, it just yeah. This this we can't keep going like this. We just can't do it. So oh, in twenty, if the election happens in twenty twenty four, either we win or we lose. There, there's no there's no kicking the can down the road. Where we're either going to defeat globalism or globalism's going to defeat us. If uh, if gruesome or or. Uh, Brandon or the cackler or Michael Robinson Obama gets in. Uh, and I realize Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady, but um, it would just be the perfect scapegoat to do everything in the, in the communist wildest dreams and then blame Brandon for it. Oh, so yeah. Mich- Big Mike would not get any of the blame. It, it would just be, well, he's just trying to clean up Brandon's mess and you can't fault him. Right, right. It's what it is. I mean, I, I wish I, mean, I was joking on that, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I know, and and it's just like you know, the marketplace healthcare. It's like, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that people are able to able to get coverage and stuff. But when you look at it, and you see how much it it it's really cost, you know, the, the true cost of it. It's ridiculous. The amount of money they want per month for somebody for insurance that's healthy, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the whole system. Well, you can, but be, the, the thing is, is that the spider web is so, so large now that you could cast a net and you can grab people from almost any which direction, like the tripling of the gas prices to the double and a half of food prices to the yeah. wars, to uh, even the Jew hating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, where you could even get down to where they're talking about banning kitchen appliances. Oh, I know. People I know. are ready to have that conversation. <laughs> well, I, there was an interesting statistic, and I'm trying to remember where I saw this, but they were talking about, you know, people in other countries are pretty much, um, they can't do a whole lot because most of them, like the people in most countries, they don't have a way to protect themselves. So they don't have firearms, you know. So the people really don't have a way to, you know, if, if they're coming after them to attack them to, you know, throw, you know, mandates on them or whatever, um, they don't they don't have a lot they can do. And the percentage of firearms that people actually have in other countries were so small. And then they they said what they truly fear is the people of of our country because they said literally we have a hundred and something percent 
um, the percentage of firearms in this country is over 100 percent. Yeah, there's more guns so, than people in the United States is yes, what you're trying to say. Yes. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, no wonder. You know, no wonder that the other people of the other countries out there, they look to us for, you know, to help save the world because they know that the people of this country are, that, that we are truly the biggest army in the world. So, you know, you have to, with, with what's happened the past several years, I have to believe they were trying to destroy us. I really believe that. And nobody can nobody can make an argument against me that will ever prove otherwise. There is too much proof supporting that. I mean, there's just so much proof supporting it. So, and there is like no proof that there are flipping bioweapon injections did any good, you know, there's there's no proof that it was a natural virus. I mean, there's just everything, every agenda, everything they were throwing out there, there's no proof in any of it. They'll need to, somebody needs to show us the proof. Uh, but there's all kinds of proof against it, all kinds of it. Man, they threw um, so much stuff at the American public in the last three years three and a half oh. years that that they they made people like us who were fringe believers in certain things now we're like prophets. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. It's true. I mean, you know, there are yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're, you know, we all are always moving in one direction or the other. So nothing ever stands still, and and that's what's happened. I mean, a lot of us, you know, we um, grew very much uh, in the uh, conscious aspect and and just um, the connection with source. You know, there's just, I mean, for me, there's just so many things that, um, trying to think of the word, so many things that became clear to me. And, you know, some people think you're crazy, but it's like, no, there are times when you reach certain levels in your life and you just know, you know, you know beyond a doubt that you're right about things. I'm not saying, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything like that. That's, that's not who I am. I'm just saying that there are some things you figure out, like, I'm sorry, but I knew it didn't take me long to realize that the bioweapon um, gene therapies. Oh, I didn't even buy it from day one. There was not one yeah, day where I was no. thinking about wearing a scam or getting yeah. a gene therapy. Never. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, and um, the only the only thing that I 
I took a step back and just kind of chilled for about a week, keeping an eye on it was when I first heard of, um, you know, the, the, the people getting sick and that, you know. I just remember, Christina, down. on April 10th, I was sitting in this very chair. Well, not this yeah. chair, but the same exact spot. And I took a nap right before my show. And I woke up. Yeah. And I was thinking about, hey, Costco and a few other places are talking about forcing people to wear scams. I already run oh. Barefoot as legal. Why don't I start Bareface as legal? And I just <laughs> did it right then. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I was sitting right here. I woke up and, and it just hit me. And so I was on that before everybody else even thought about it. And people were saying they wouldn't do stuff like that. People people would not voluntarily wear scams. Yeah. And sure enough, a month later, it, they, they really pushed and made it more mandatory and then really brought the hammer down. But that didn't stop me. No, that's good. Yeah. I um I can remember about the businesses too, you know, and this uh, Cape here, our town, they even, you know, they were like, well, businesses are going to have to shut down. And like, I'm not shutting down. <laughs> yeah, so when they I shut down churches and let strip clubs stay open, oh. that, that, that's when I knew that yep. this, this, yep. if I was waffling on the idea before, which I wasn't, then I know I'm right now. Yep, absolutely. And for the, and you know, <laughs> that was a eye-opening moment when, but you know, at the same time, I don't know. I sometimes I don't like saying these things because I don't want to seem judgmental, but to me. When churches and all those, uh, well, just most spiritual religious organizations, the ones that, you know, jumped on this the wagon with mm-hmm. um, the agenda, I, it turned me off big time. I'm like, whoa, I guess they're revealing who they are, you know? I mean... And like I said, I hate saying that because I do understand that some people were truly, you know, innocent and just really didn't know any better. But at the same time, it's like when you're in a position and you're leading people spiritually, (laughs) I think you better have a better connection. (laughs) To know. See, and I'm not upset at people if they bought the Kool-Aid originally and thought that was for their protection and the government wouldn't lie to them and stuff. But after a while, when they take the the scam dates away and then they bring them back and then take them away and bring them back again and you're still playing with that? Right. There There are people now to this day that still wear gloves and and uh oh, and yeah. wear scams. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I still hear yeah, I still see people, you know, wear your mask. 
said, oh, there. I'll talk about I heard it. this at the grocery store the over, the, over the weekend. Some husband and wife, they were wearing, they were wearing oh, yeah. uh, sunglasses, scams, and gloves. <laughs> and they, they had the nerve to tell me, yeah. you, you, you oh, Trump supporters need to wear scams. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't even know who I voted for. They just assume that I'm a Trump supporter. Exactly. Because I'm not wearing a scam. But we're the judgmental ones. Yeah. You know, we're the ones, yeah. Oh, I, I judge them. I just don't tell them, but I do judge them. <laughs> at this point, you're at this point, you're a commie. That, that's yeah. all it is. And I don't support sure. communism. Yep. It's like, no, think about what you're saying. If a mask works and you're wearing one, guess what? You don't need to worry about what I do. Because if it works, you're going to be protected. I mean, why doesn't – why can't they understand that? Why can't people get that, you know? It's just like the the injections, too. It's like, well, if it works, you don't need to worry about what I do, right? Ugh. I mean yeah, – but then again, those are the same people that are going to ask me where my shoes are, so – very true. <laughs> it's just so weird how people get so focused on what you're wearing. Like, like that affects them. I don't ever yeah, walk so, up to to other people and say, "Where are your glasses?" Yeah. I don't need glasses. Yeah. Well, I don't need a scam. I mean, I, I don't right. ever walk up to people and you idiots are not wearing glasses. You know, somebody can poke your eye out with a pen. Then what are you going to do? I would never say right. that to somebody. Right, exactly. Um, they, boy, there have been a lot of people though. I, I know a lot of people that's, um, that's gotten sick lately, and mm-hmm. so I think it's just the flu's bad. And you know, it, it could be they. And I have seen things where they said the flu's up again, and it's like, doesn't anyone else get? a little bit suspicious of the fact that during the so-called COVID era that nobody got the flu. I mean, isn't anyone else just a little bit Or pneumonia for that matter. That? Nobody got pneumonia yeah, either. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, but, but the bad thing is um, for many that took the injection, their immune systems are, you know, knocked down. They're being bullied by that wonderful little spike protein. And um, big bully going through their system, knocking their immune system down. Saying, nope, natural immunity, I'm not going to let you work anymore. So, I just wish there were. I'm. I. I think that there's probably got to be a way that they could somehow test to see how prevalent the um, spike protein is still in people. Hey, uh, can sure, you but... please check uh, my my spy book wall and uh, and check that uh, that video I just shared? Oh. Uh, I'm willing to wait here for 60 seconds and let you watch that video. I'll even play a commercial. Okay, you're saying on your wall, on your wall, 
Yes, on my spy book wall, and I'll I'll play somebody's commercial real quick. Oh, okay. I see what you're. Oh, I you know like what I think guy. you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Yeah, Ryan. We air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 1030. Uh, Right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Hello to all you something duckers out there. The CEO of Lysmaker demanded I shoot a holiday video. We need to promote everyone get their Lysmaker boosters every week. All you nimwits and rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G, Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on Earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least 5 scams on your face, with a minimum of 2 of your scams being an N95. After you take your final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure we're not hiding any ivermectin, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure you are still keeping with local social distancing guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take it to the local FEMA camp. That is all on have a holiday season. All right, so I figured I'd play a couple <laughs> commercials so you could watch that video. Oh my gosh. Oh, I like that guy. He's the one on um the uh, PBD right um now, right? Isn't that who he is? PBD, I don't know. I, I just saw the, oh. the video come up through my feed, so I figured I'd share oh, it. Patrick but David, okay. Oh. 
Yeah, I think that's one of his um, co-hosts now. I'm pretty sure that's him. So he's funny. He was a comedian. He used to be a comedian. So, oh, I need to pull up Rumble. Let's do that. Oh, you must have known it was time for Mr. Broccoli. <laughs> Let's see. What is it? There we are. Okay. All right, so we have the Millennials back this week after two straight weeks of uh, the wiretap. So this is Extra Woke featuring the Millennials. So when you're ready. I'm ready when you are. All right. All right, so I'll count down as always here. So three, two, one, action. Sugar, Malik and I are going to protest against the kitchen appliances. We need to ban stoves, refrigerators, and heaters. Are you coming with us? I told Malik to come get me tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We came right together. She said she is driving. I don't let you white people in my car for any reason. You all white people are way too racist for me. I know, right? I'm so happy I'm black. Yobi, you know we all can see you, right? You are as white <laughs> as George Bush. You take that back right now, Jamar. Everyone knows I'm black because I always vote Democrat and I support Black Lives Matter. We need to go to the rally at Southern Hampshire Institute of Technology so we can ban Jewish people and Christian people from SHIT. We only want atheists, satanic cult worshippers, and have us pro-Palestine people at school there. We need to make sure school is not racist. You are sounding pretty racist right there, Holmes. Last month you said Mr. Goldstein was your favorite teacher. He is a good teacher. Now we need him to rot up in a camp forever because he is against Hobbes. The TV told us that hating Jewish people is just as trendy as being non-binary. It is so outdated to be as Christian or straight or even woman. Once we get rid of the Jewish and Christian people, then we can finally get rid of white people. After that all the people that are black and think that they should not vote for Democrats also need to be put in the camp. Everyone needs to stop being racists. Now we know why Adolf Hitler and Osama bin Laden were trying to kill people. They were trying to stop racism. I know. I saw all those TikTok videos about that they were right. I was thinking about going to see the Rossi and Bart comedy show next week if you want to go. Sorry, Jamar. I only do stuff that is liberal. I was thinking about telling everyone how wrong it is to own pets. Do you want to do that with me and Malik? Well, as long as it's liberal. Only white people want pets. They want the pets to act like slaves. How would white people actively own them and did not let them live out anywhere them wanted? Those something dark as are just upset that Michael Robertson Obama might be his president. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. I know. 
It's that Green James again. That is too Republican and he is going to say a lot of racist trash right now. I want to punch him in him's bullsack. Why do you people think it is cool to hate on people based on their skin color and the country they were born in? Look you racist fool. You need to get with the times. You are just mad that my birthing partner is going to get me pregnant. Then when I have my abortion you are going to say real angry again. You're just a stupid boomer. Why is it you liberals that preach tolerance and acceptance are against people based on their heritage? You're just too old to understand how communism works. Give me communism or give me death. Karl Marx is the best educator in economic policy ever. You know that Marxism and communism has never worked anywhere it was tried, right? When you take away the right for the people to prosper, everyone loses. That's only because you are mad you will have all of your money's taxed and taken away from you. We need to give everyone your money. You have white privilege. Black people like us do not have that privilege. Is that true? Don't you all get stipends for being trans or black? I only get the trans stipend because I'm a trans. They said there was an error with my paperwork for trying to get the stipend for being blacks. Dude, that's totally because you are not black. Everyone can see you. You are white. You shut up that face right now and put a scam on that face. We need to make sure SHIT keeps the diversity and equity rules in effect. It is not fair that everyone from different backgrounds can come to our school. So, you want diversity and equity in the school. But you do not want everyone with different backgrounds in the school. I do need to hear how this works. That's right. Because you all hate people, we are all loving and liberal. Only racist people eat peanut butter and jelly. Hey player, I'd you like me some PB&J? When my parents want a parent to come through with groceries, they bring a lot of that to my spot. That's because you have been acting too white lately. Jim, are you bees is just diet black? You ain't real black. Did you see that Governor Gruesome cleaned up the streets of San Francisco because the China president was coming? Yeah. That was so racist they cleaned up that city. They should have left all the crazy on the ground. They made it look like a Republican city instead of showing him how we like to represent. I need the stores to let me bring my trash bag in there and change them out. I need my four-finger discount. It is not fair that Congress is showing the January 6th videotapes out in public now. Those Trump supporters need to stay arrested for whatever reason anyone can find. I hate Trump supporters so much. I bet you are even mad that Dylan Mulvin E was voted the woman of the year. Well, that's not a woman, so... Well, I'm so liberal that I don't even know what a woman is. Riley Gaines should be as re-educated in a FEMA camp. Him thinks they have the right to say what a woman is. Thems is not a biologist so cannot know who is a woman. I have cupcakes and an ice cream cone. My gender is that I'm a travesty. My birthing partner is a trans outlaw. We will never know what a woman is. Hey Mr. Broccoli dude. Why are you such a radical extremist? I'm not radical. My ideas were normal just a few years ago. I do not let the television determine my thoughts. 
the globalists that feed ideas into the school system to depopulate the earth do not interest me one bit. You're just upset because having heart attacks is very normal now. You need to be normal and get your gene therapy so you can have heart attacks just like us. Hey again everyone. Do not become woke or let your children get woke. Get InvoFled in Truth News. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on freedomizerradio.com and is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Check out freedomizerradio.com and see the schedule for the other's shows on there also. If you want to talk about listening to Alex Jones' Proof Negative or Dr. Carlson, you can come here and come get these fists. Good luck with that. I am trained in three martial arts. You have taken 72 gene therapies and have never been in a gym. Working out in a gym is racist. I can still whip you. But you will have to take me to Weemeha General Hospital after because I might get a heart attack. Right, so that was an episode. <laughs> that was good. Oh, did you come up with those pretty quick? Uh, you yesterday's good. took me like six hours from start to finish, actually. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're the good fastest at that. I can do them is like two and a half to three hours, but yesterday's took a little longer. Yeah. Probably also depends on if the computer's cooperating. Um, I, th- I think sometimes 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 the thing writes itself pretty quick. Other times you're you're um, you can put pieces together and then you have to bridge them somehow and make them make sense. Yeah, very true. Oh my god! I, I generally have a theme when I when I pick my characters, but. I kind of let the the flow come to me when I'm when I'm writing it. I don't have like a pre-made script in my head or anything. Oh, well, that's good. How long have you been doing that? I did my first cartoons, I think, in 2010, 2011. Oh wow. Okay. I think 2010. But then there was uh, an eight-year period where I couldn't do them. Oh, geez. Because the company I did them with, Extra Normal, went bankrupt. And then a few years later, out of nowhere, somebody bought the company and resurrected it and renamed it. Well, it's good it was brought back. Right. Not good that you had that many years you had to have off, but <laughs> but it's back. Guess that's what matters. Yeah, so. so I think I only missed two weeks this whole year of of videos. But then there was a couple of weeks where I did two. So I uh, I don't want to get quoted, but I think I averaged one. I think I averaged one video a week for the year. I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. And then, like you said, I know, yeah, when you've missed one or something, it seems like you do double up. So you do stay, probably. So I know when I was in the hospital, I didn't get one done that week. And uh, I don't know if I did two weeks where I didn't get one done then. 
Uh, and then I was on vacation in, in June, and I didn't do one that week. Well, that's right. I remember you did take a vacation. I forgot about that. No. Uh, was, what was I going to mention? I wonder how... So that guy that called in, I wonder, you think he just, he probably went to the the site because of the name and then thought he would. Oh, uh, they probably, <laughs> they have a listing of all the shows that are on right now, and he probably just went down the list and went show by show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um Liberalism is not popular. It's only popular because the fake news shares it. It's not popular among the people. Yeah, exactly. You know, that goes way back, too, because I remember years ago, um, I know we were always talking about how um, that if the news, you know, People do bad things generally because getting rewarded. So, you know, on the news, almost everything on the news, you know, is negative. And so, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it, I, I truly wish somebody would come up with a program called The Good News and, uh, and not have all the negative junk on it. See if it would influence people in a positive way. But I don't know. I think it I think some people actually like seeing that stuff, you know. Kind of sick. But um you know a while ago when we were talking about um Javier Malay, I've heard did you know that he was um a singer of a Rolling Stones cover band? No, I don't know a lot about him, his background. Yeah, I read that when I was reading about him. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's interesting. But, yeah, he was a singer of a cover band for the Rolling Stones. I thought that was pretty cool. So He sang in English? Um, I suppose. I mean, it's saying that. You know, well, uh, I mean, I'm sure the Rolling Stones played, you know, over there. So I don't know. But that was on um, um, Epoch News. So Mm. that guy's pretty legit. He doesn't, you know, post too much unless it's back. But uh, I also, um, Rand Paul... I was listening to him. He's been watching, obviously, the release of the January 6th tape, and he said there's absolutely no proof of insurrection that he's seen so far. So there's nothing. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Oh, my gosh. I I want to ask you here. So, uh, are, have you heard of a term called transabled? Oh, Lord. No. 
So well, I'm going to play you a J.P. Sears clip here in just a moment. Okay. So, so now there is a, a – and I saw this a couple of years ago, but now it's starting to gain some traction. There's what's called transabled, where people are actually making themselves disabled on purpose. So they could be even more of a oh. minority. Oh so gosh. can you imagine that you're making yourself <laughs> blind on purpose so that you could be disabled or, or you go in the bathroom and you cut one of your limbs off just so you could be more woke? I wish I was making I mean, this I, stuff up, but I'm not. No, I have heard of, I, I didn't hear it called that. I've never heard transable. I've not heard that word. But I have mm-hmm. heard in past years of people doing things like that, yeah. Yeah, get, these people yeah. aren't getting medical or mental health. They're, they're, they're being um, coddled, if you will. Oh, my So gosh. let me go ahead Why? and play this. Since you don't care about a quarter million people continuing to die from COVID every year, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess you consider yourself to be able-bodied. Well, this is next level victim mentality. Welcome back to the JP Reacts channel, my beautiful freedom-loving friend, where we like to call out the lies, hypocrisy, corruption of tyrants, shine the light of awareness on woke absurdities that are designed to weaken America, but we don't have to let it. And we highlight the amazing work of other freedom fighters. There is a growing trend in America to um, think of ourselves as weak beings. And the weaker we are, the stronger we are. That's where the victim mentality comes in. I'm oppressed. I'm helpless. I don't know what self-responsibility is. (laughs) This is good. So there's a, a growing trend of actually some people who want to be disabled. It's called the transabled community. I'll show you that in just a couple minutes. But first, when we look at next level victim mentality, the most pessimistic views you can have, there is a trend of woke degenerates. I don't mean that judgmentally, just to identify what they are. Woke degenerates who are saying, yeah, you're not able-bodied, you're pre-disabled. From their point of view, Everybody will become disabled. This is the kind of pessimistic thinking they have. I'll show you a quick clip from a reaction video I did a, a week or two ago that then got me searching uh, because it's late at my Man, she is, uh, she's saying everybody, like, everybody's going to be disabled. She says it's wrong to call yourself able-bodied because if you think you're able-bodied, you're actually pre-disabled. I'm like, that is seemed like a mentally unwell person. Then I did a little searching and realized, oh, she's not the only one. This is a trend. So let me show you a quick clip of this original one, and then we'll see some new stuff. Being an able-bodied person in the COVID-cautious community is absolutely wild. Because at this point in my life, most of my friends are disabled. And when I will talk to other able-bodied or as a lot of people are more aptly referring to now, pre-disabled, because <laughs> let's be serious. More aptly referring to them, because let's be serious. Before we take a look at this next clip of insanity, this is, would be the group of people, you know, the brightly colored neon hair, which by the way, she has clearly colored red hair, which feels like it appropriates me. But anyway, these are the type of per- people that would 
you know, start screaming like, oh, you know, you can't call them the Cleveland Indians. That's cultural appropriation or misappropriation or misinformation, whatever they call it. But then you look at people who actually aren't able-bodied. They've got some kind of a handicap. And I would dare say their mentality and what they're aiming for is dramatically appropriating the handicapped community. People who, they have to face more challenges than I could even imagine, but they're just drawing on that, saying, hey, if we pretend we have some of what you got, I I feel like more of a victim. And the more of a victim I feel, the more powerful I feel. Uh, Did you know being a victim, self-induced, makes you incredibly disempowered? Not really. It just feels empowering to me. Look how significant I am. The bigger of a victim I become. So let's take another look at someone claiming, yeah, we're all just pre-disabled. If you get offended by being called cis, you're going to love this. Cis is basically a made-up term. Let's go on. Since you don't care about a quarter million people continuing to die from COVID every year, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess you consider yourself to be able-bodied or uh freedom loving or you hate tyranny (laughs) but anyway he's he's connecting dots he hallucinates that's great you are what's known as pre-disabled nobody's able-bodied nobody is able-bodied i like that that is optimistic nobody is able-bodied nobody you're pre-disabled which his perspective in life, and by the way, probably how he lives his life. A lot of how degenerate people want people live their life, they probably will become disabled through a self-induced mechanism, whether it's diabetes or just like, hey, I haven't had a job for about 30 years because I think, you know, working is uh, very oppressive. So I've got like vitamin C deficiency, so now I've got scurvy. I don't know what scurvy does, but... You're just not disabled yet. You're just not disabled yet. Thank you for that optimism, buddy. Let's hope some mass disabling event does not come along and accelerate that timeline. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm curious what a mass disabling event would be. Like, is that like a plane crashing to a neighborhood and then everybody's like wounded and arms cut off? I don't know, but this guy, have him as your, your neighbor, like, hey, how you doing? Well, I'm kind of having a tough day. All right, well, let me talk to you and make you feel worse. When people tell you that all of the talk of the end of the pandemic is eugenics, Because as many as a quarter million people are going to continue to die every year. He definitely believes the made-up CDC numbers. People dying with COVID versus people dying from it. He probably doesn't care about those nuances of science. And you say, oh, it's the new flu or it's endemic. That's just eugenics. If you're willing to sacrifice the disabled, remember you are shortly to be disabled. Rethink your choices. Uh, I don't know if he's coming from reality. I mean, he's talking about eugenics. Hello, Bill Gates, which I think is something worth knowing about. His perspective is different than mine. It's more of a like, oh, if you're not willing to live your life isolated and you're home for the rest of your life bathing in hand sanitizer, which is antibacterial, not antiviral. Hello, Corvette conscious community then you're actively participating in eugenics. You're literally trying to 
kill people with COVID. Okay. If you weren't uplifted enough, take a look at this TikTok. You aren't able-bodied. You aren't. You are just pre-disabled. So remember that the next time you make decisions that put disabled people in danger, you're just hurting your future self. So if you can't care about us, at least save yourself. Man, that's weird. She's like starting off attacking you and then like saying at least save yourself. Look at that. She is just a lover of life. Thank you for watching my TikTok. Let me just bring you down, tell you how to live. Here's my death stare. You're not able-bodied. You are just pre-disabled. I think there there is nothing funny about mocking disabilities. I think a lot of people uh, have become super strong people. They have a disability. They've learned to live with it. It's a massive challenge. Now, I know folks like that, and they've become stronger people because of it. I admire that. But here these people are, uh, I think, kind of like mocking the whole disability thing, making light of it by saying, like, yeah, everybody's going to be disabled. Well, no, they're not. And that actually takes something away from people who do have a disability. Speaking of which, the plot thickens like a Pfizer blood clot. There's a new group of identity politicians who are transabled people. Now this is, if you thought gender ideology was a severe mental illness, well, this one makes that look like child's play. These transabled people, they're oh, able-bodied yeah. people, yet they identify as someone with a handicap. And they don't just identify as someone with a handicap, they will then self-induce that handicap, inflicting great harm on themselves. Some people, they identify as blind. Problem is they can see, so they've poured bleach in their eyes. There's some people who have amputated their own limbs because they identify as an amputee. One person who actually got his spinal cord severed because he identified as paraplegic. And you can even see, this is a New York Post write-up about it. From transgendered to transabled, people are choosing to identify as handicapped. Which, by the way, like clearly someone who's who thinks this way, there's mental illness that needs to be treated. And if someone is willing to act on this, blind themselves, cut off a limb, paralyze themselves, I mean, that is severe mental illness. These people, they they need help for sure. Yet, this is the slippery slope of transgender ideology. Well, like, ah, yeah, you, you're not what you are. You, what you are is what you think you are. And the trans-abled people, it is probably the ultimate culmination of a sick society that has taught people, and if you've learned it, it's your fault, it's responsibility, but a sick society that has taught people the more of a victim you can make yourself, the stronger you are. Take a quick look at this. A troubling societal issue called transableism is attracting attention these days. Yeah, that's the thing, attracting attention. That's the goal of the victim mentality. I want attention. It's a very immature, childish thing. It's like being stuck at the emotional maturity of 16 months old. Now, we all need attention, even as, it, as adults. But ideally, as you mature, you get mature. And you get your attention needs met in a functional way. It doesn't include self-harm or harming others. You get attention through being of service, doing good deeds, 
being a good person. Now get this. This is where we see crimes in the medical industry. Transstableism is a newer term for BIID, or Body Integrity Identity Disorder, in which a person actually identifies as handicapped. Body Integrity Identity Disorder has been relabeled to transableism to align with today's trans community, according to some. Get this. The point of changing the identifier from a psychiatric condition to an advocacy term, gender dysphoria, to gender identity, that kind of thing, mutilating your genitals to gender affirming care, big distinction, same thing, big distinctions when you label it something else. So the point of changing the identifier from a psychiatric condition to an advocacy term is to harness the stunning cultural power of gender ideology to the cause of allowing doctors to treat BIID patients by amputating healthy limbs, snipping spinal cords, and destroying eyesight. Doctors take a Hippocratic oath. First, do no harm. So if you went to your doctor and said, can you cut my arm off? Probably be like, what, is there like severe cancer in your arm? Like what's going on? And you're like, no, no, I just identify as an amputee. So can we get this arm cut off? The doctor legally can't do it and ethically can't do it. His first Hippocratic oath, do no harm. When you get the body integrity identity disorder changed from, hey, you literally have a mental illness for wanting your arm cut off. Doctors can't do that. But if you change that term to, uh, I'm, I'm transabled. Now, just like doctors who are willing to mutilate children's genitals because they don't call it genital mutilation, they call it gender affirming care, it gets to be called affirming care. Yes, I will affirm you. I will give you care by cutting your arm off. These advocacy terms, ladies and gentlemen, not cool. And here is a quick look at a lady who suffers from severe mental illness, yet she denies it and the people around her don't help her. She was a normal person. She could see, but she identified as someone who is blind. I went blind on purpose, but I don't feel it was a choice. I don't think I'm crazy. I think I have a disorder. Uh, first, it was definitely a choice. And you do have a disorder, unfortunately. You need help. I lay down on the sofa, drop two drops into each eye. My eyes were screaming. I had some drain cleaner going down my cheek, burning my skin. In the moment, all I could think of was I'm going blind, it's gonna be okay. I was so happy. I felt that this was who I was supposed to be. Obviously nothing funny about that. That's a very sad, very sad situation. And I think it's worth knowing because this is the slippery slope that young people are on right now. The gender ideology, trans-abled ideology, it's all the same ideology. And instead of calling it like it is, oh, that's, that's a mental disorder where you're wanting to do tremendous self-harm. We call it an advocacy term where, no, 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 you're not harming yourself by blinding yourself. You're affirming yourself. It's helping yourself. Not to mention, hey, doctors can help me now that we get these things labeled as affirming care. It's like a murderer saying, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, kill someone, I'm just going to affirm their lack of life. 
It is absolute lunacy. It needs to be called out because it won't stop on its own. Evil will keep going. Evil doesn't check itself. And this, the, the mind virus, the societal radical leftist agenda that implants things like this in people's mind, it is pure evil. It's not going to stop on its own. It takes freedom lovers having awareness. Then it takes freedom lovers having a voice. And it takes freedom lovers having courage rather than cowardice, where certainly, amongst other things, we stand up and protect our children from things like this. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a lot of hope for America. I truly do. And we have to call these things out. We have to kill these mind viruses. Otherwise, they want to kill us. They just want to weaken people. They want to weaken people because weak people are more controllable. That's it for today's video. I'll look forward to seeing All right, so now you learned about transabilism. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing at all. Ugh. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're supposed to be uh, hated because we are called cisgendered, where we're comfortable in our own skin. Right. We're not we're not angry at ourselves for being who we are. <sighs> ay, ay, ay. What a messed up world. Just crazy. Our poor my poor grandkids. Everyone I mean just the younger generations in general. Oh, I mean, we got to do all we can to keep them out of this matrix. I mean, there are obviously it can't be avoided completely, but well, I could think of one way, but (laughs) of course you can't do that because then they they wouldn't be happy. They're already in the matrix of technology. You can't like take them off grid and expect them to. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could. Who knows? Who knows? I um, I still consider doing it. Things get any crazier, but I things have to get better. They have to. So I haven't even. You know what's funny is I haven't heard much about the war lately. Trying to remember how they. If they're focusing on something else again. I know that um, I've heard that Biden's approval ratings are just awful. So, did you see the video of, um, (laughs) well, yeah, no, I think you played that for me last week, right? Or... When um oh I, I I can never remember the the Chinese leader's name that visited San Francisco last week. Did you see Lost the video? San Francisco. Do I? Sorry, I'm not I'm not following you. You said something about San Francisco. Yeah, the the Chinese leader last week that visited. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have a video on that, too. Yeah. 
that. Um, did you watch the one where they had all the Chinese flags up? And then did you yeah, see they where the military holding the the Chinese flags? Yes. Yeah, and then did you see where the there were people going um, later that went through there and were tearing them down? There were people mad. They were they were going and they were tearing down the Chinese flags, hanging up and putting up American flags. Right. So. A lot of unhappy people. Oh. Funny how we don't hear much about what took place. I well, mean, I, I have can to play wonder. a little bit of uh, Stephen Crowder and Dan Bongino talking about Governor Grusom in in uh, in San Francisco this past weekend, or with last week with Xi Jinping. See, I never can remember that. Xi Jinping, yes. That's his name, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. XI, and then his last name is X-I-N-J-I-N-P. Xi Jinping. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and play this. This is like four minutes long. Is there okay. a more inauthentic mofo anywhere in the country than Gavin Newsom? French laundry, like slick back hair, dude. This dude is the. I want you to listen to this one. This may be the single worst double. Folks, this is a stand up. Like, here's my. Here's my. I would kiss. Put your lips on my ass moment. Take lips. You don't have to invite me twice. Pat <laughs> them to my ass moment. I've never seen a politician say kiss my ass better than this guy. Here's Gavin Newsom. Keep in mind he lords over California. Descending into chaos. You can't even find a freaking U-Haul because everybody's it's like Snake Plissken escaped from LA surfing on the thing. The place is falling apart. There's homeless people shitting in the streets everywhere. They finally Clean up San Francisco for the commies, and Gavin Newsom yep. says this. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy oh. leaders are coming into town. <laughs> um, that's true, <laughs> because it's true. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, like, is that not it? Yeah. Right, right on the ass? Yeah. Just exactly. like, kiss my big yeah. ass, you voter. He's just, he's just, you're like, oh, there's going to be another half to this. Yeah. Oh, there isn't. Right. You're just I'm going to apologize, and I'm going to explain yeah. something. There was some federal edict in the way, and Secret Service waved it or something. He's like, nah, nah, it's no. just a big fuck you guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like, well, look. He's like, we can't have the leader of the CCP covered in human shit, can we? Where's Gerald? That's for, that's for you. Oh, we, we didn't he, know it would be we thought it would be too like, Can we bring him in at all? Oh, we can, yeah, we can bring him in. I, I love Gerald. We, we I, I, I feel stairs. like we've neglected Gerald. Oh, he's, he's going to be in later. I, he might be working on something now. Gerald, man, you got to come. I, I'd love this I will like, tell you, though, I will challenge you. Uh, one person more disingenuous. Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan. Mm. All right, folks, you've got to watch this. These guys, the Crowder team's awesome. Uh, they put, this is Corolla and Gavin Newsom getting his ass absolutely handed to him. This is glorious. Check this out. Half of African-Americans in the state of California, roughly half of Latino families, have no access to a checking account or an ATM, things we take for granted. They don't have a checking account. What's wrong with them? And what, but What's what, wrong well, with because them? They don't, they don't have the resources to What's sock those things them? away. Why do we have them? Uh, Why do we have them? For a lot of different reasons, but, but roughly half those families don't. Where do they Why do Armenians up? have them? So where do they end up? Is <laughs> why? Cashing place but I want to know why those groups, why those two groups don't have access. Well, a lot of it just happens to be that. We can so talk about flawed? No, they're hardly flawed, but they're struggling. 
genetics are making their work. Pardon, not absolutely. But, okay, so but absolutely. do Asians have this problem? I mean, a lot of communities have. A lot of white. Sounds like it's cranky. Oh, no, it's not just black and Hispanic. No, but it, but, but why did you bring up black and Hispanic? Because the magnitude is ominous. But why so many of them? It just happens to be the way God planned it. Not at all. Well, it's what just, happened to them? There are a lot of issues in, in, in that the communities are struggling. A lot why of are they struggling? A lot, lot of different reasons. Lack of opportunity. Blacks have been here longer than we've been here. Well, we, we can we can surmise. <laughs> what about the, Asians? They were put in internment camps. Yeah, we in fact it all initiated out at San Francisco. And all the right. Chinese Exclusion Act came so out. So they are they the check cats? Are they the check cats? A lot of places? lot of Asians certainly do. <laughs> so why don't you cut uh, uh, The only reason why. Tell me about Western Union. Of there's the so problem. many more. The magnitude and percentage. But there's no way to figure out how that happened. <laughs> we could talk about. It. You know what I'm dealing with. I don't want to have a sociological debate. Oh, sure, why would you? Have, no. no, here's why. Why would you want to do that? Because the person from the Times wouldn't write good things about oh, you if God. you did that. No, no, that's not the case. Because I want <laughs> you to don't deal want with to get reality. Into that. No, no, uh, no, you want to deal with reality. I want to I deal with reality. Of people is. that are. <laughs> is that, is that, uh, well done. Is that not the way to handle that? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, what happened to them? <laughs> I, I was, I'm is it genetic? <laughs> I mean, I what about the Asians? That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. So I hope you appreciated that. Oh, yeah. So I have one other one from San Francisco. There's a lady in San Francisco that went viral for life in, uh, in Blue Cities. So I'll go ahead and share this, another four and a half minutes. When you live in liberal America and you're a regular taxpaying citizen, you're not a legal immigrant, you're not a criminal that gets special rules, this is what happens to you. Watch this. Here's a lady. Lady was getting ready to travel to Brazil or something like that. Decides she, she made a big mistake, Joe. She made a huge mistake. You know what she did? Oh, uh, she San got, Francisco, yeah. San Francisco, right. yeah, you got to see this. The huge mistake she made is she got out of her car for five minutes to go and get a burger. You don't want to do that in San Francisco because this happened. Take a look at this. Everything that I own was just stolen, and I'm sitting here at the airport, and all I have with me is what I have on and this hat and that, like, tiny purse with actually nothing in it. My computer, my iPad, my AirPods, my Bose over-the-ear headphones, all of my clothes, my prescriptions, my retainer, my passport, my passport, legitimately everything I own was taken. So I got here to San Francisco two days ago. I got a rental car, had a long layover before I'm moving on. I was moving to Bali. I had all my stuff, everything to move there with me. Got a rental car, was driving around, parked um, this morning at In-N-Out. I was kind of hungover, went out with my friends last night, parked to get a burger and fries and went in. I was in there for four minutes just getting takeout, like grabbing something and going. I'm up at the counter, literally ordering, and someone goes, who has the Jeep outside? I'm like, I do. And they're like, someone's stealing all your stuff. I run out there, and this is what I see. Four masked guys with ski masks on grabbed all of my stuff out of the car, smashed the windows, obliterated this rental car that I had, and took all of my stuff. And now, because I don't have my passport, I obviously can't leave the country and fly to Bali. And I'm like, what the heck? Now, keep in mind, if you're an illegal and this happened to you, you would probably get some kind of special privileges, like a trip free somewhere and special working papers, probably delivered right away. I don't know this woman, don't know her politics. I don't really care. I don't wish crime on anyone. But those are big cities in America. Then there is a them and a them, a them and a you, okay? There are two Americas right now. There's conservative America and conservative states, and then there's liberal states where the citizens are preyed on 
and the criminals are catered to. Folks, look at this story. You know what, Key? That's that poll I put at the end. Can we move that after this? Because it's going to be so telling. New York Post, NYPD is about to cut overtime. Why? Because they're having budget problems. Why? Because a bunch of illegal immigrants are coming to New York, and the New York City, uh, 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 New York City Council and the mayor decided it would be a good idea to put some law into effect that everybody gets housing in New York. Wow, that sounds great. Well, what's the problem? They applied it to illegal immigrants. So they're now billions of dollars in the hole trying to finance a bunch of illegals in the country who chose not to obey the law. So where are they going to cut back? You guessed it, ladies and gentlemen. F the citizens of New York City because your police department's going to get monster budget cuts. How do you like them apples? Here's the kicker. How many times do I got to tell you it's not bad enough? A lot of you don't believe me. Some of you do. Some of you don't. I even see it on the chat. You've heard this a thousand times, right? How many times have I told you all I lived in New York City and it's not bad enough yet? No, it's bad, Dan. I've heard a couple of people complaining. Yes, a lot of conservatives are complaining, and I don't wish ill on anyone, conservative or liberal. There is not enough people, there aren't enough people, excuse me, in New York who have been impacted enough by the suck to make it suck bad enough to vote different. Oh, you don't know that. I always bring receipts. Here it is. Maria Medvin on Twitter. Only 38% of New York City residents want a border wall in the most recent poll. They haven't had enough. Send them more. Yes, yes, Marina, send them more. I'm sorry. And what, uh, oh, we shouldn't have to take what, what, So Texas should? Listen, I grew up in New York. I'm sorry. If you think this is wealth and a source of prosperity, illegal behavior and illegal border crossings, then contribute to the cause. You're the sanctuary city, it's not Texas. You take them in. 38% say no border wall. There you go. I, nothing I tell you, I, I just make up or fabricate. I hope you understand that. Nothing. Nothing I tell you is pulled out of my caboose, okay? When I tell you it's not bad enough, because I lived through New York City when it was bad enough, and we're not even close, we're not even close. It is not bad enough for them yet, but it will be soon. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com. So I've said that quite a bit where it doesn't hurt enough. So they'll keep voting for it because it's liberal. Yeah. We still have a ton of people in New York City, uh, probably at least 80%, that will still vote for Brandon or a big night or gruesome. They haven't learned. The numbers that high? Oh yeah, New York City, of course. I thought it had dropped. Jeez. Oh, maybe to seventy-eight percent. Ugh. Wow. Oh, people don't care. Yeah, because (sighs) the people that do care, they're leaving. Well, that's true. That's very true. Never thought about that. Same thing in California. So just think, they're 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 laying off police officers in order to pay for illegals. That that sounds like a winning strategy. (laughs) They're closing down schools so they could pay for illegals. Disturbing. I am. There's more coming. Yeah, oh, I know. 
Oh, I know. I, yeah, there's no telling what they're going to try. We know. <laughs> we know it's going to be something. Closer it gets to the election time. So I um, am looking at an article saying that Texas sees highest increase in foreign-owned ag land. That's a little bit scary. It says nearly 5.3 million acres of ag land in Texas are owned by foreign entities. Yeah. I mean, what is wrong with Texas? What the heck? They're doing. They're allowed to buy commercial land, I guess. Oh, oh well, that's true. But no, that's not I mean that that's at, oh. agriculture land. I just unless Bill Gates is buying it. Oh my gosh. It will not be too soon when I never hear that man's name again. See his face or oh. He just needs to leave. Go over to India. Let them take care of him. So, um, did you hear about Representative Jordan? Oh, excuse me. Yawning so much tonight. Um, he subpoenas the Bank of America. Oh. So, yes, for the, the January 6th stuff, right. Yeah, the I didn't know that that happened. That they actually shared bank records from people. Oh yeah, that's how they found a lot of these people. Holy cow! I can't believe I people mean, still bank with Skank of America. That's what I started to say. If people, if you are using Bank of America, you really need to close your account. I mean, seriously, they need to be bud lighted. That's crazy. I I didn't know that. I don't I don't know why I didn't know that, but I was like, wow. How did I miss that? So, I mean, that's got to be against the. Well, no, they'll say, oh, the government demanded it. It's okay. It's liberal. Jeez, this government. Is violating, has violated the people so much, <laughs> so much the past several years. It's just mind-boggling, but nobody does anything about it. No, because it's liberal. That's why. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know if you're into it much, but that interview um, with Patrick David and Reza Pahlavi, I guess is how you say it, the Crown Prince of Iran, um, if you haven't watched it, it's pretty, it's, it's really good, very interesting. 
he seems like a very um, kind man. And it's just, it's interesting to see it. And it's also interesting to see some of the responses, like on LinkedIn and a couple places. Mm-hmm. But I um, I learned things that I, I really didn't know. So I didn't know his father had built up um, Iran's wealth and just had changed the country so drastically before the Ayatollah moved in and took over. And I still don't I still don't think most people in the United States know that what really happened. Oh, a lot of people don't want to know. They're right. they're still, they're out there protesting to uh, to give these people liberation and to yeah. and to hate on Israel. So they they don't know. Yeah, they're uh, unfortunately going to be in for a rude rude awakening if. Uh, they don't open their eyes pretty soon. I mean, because when uh, Bongino talked about Spain earlier, um, up, you know, people going up against the, did he say socialist or Tyrant? I don't remember what kind of regime he said, but I thought I saw where there were a lot of um, Muslims in the streets over there causing issues. And I just don't think people really understand how dangerous it can be. I mean, it just... When, I mean... Uh, and I still don't understand how, you know, when when you're listening to them, them talk, you know, at that time, they had money and supposedly they had a super strong military. So I don't understand how the Ayatollah was just able to just come in there and do what they did, but people are saying that America was part of that, actually helped facilitate it in a sense, which is really bad. I guess that's why they don't talk about it much in the history book school. Um, I don't know. I guess guess we're all going to have to find our own history books and teach our grandchildren what really happened. Because they sure don't teach it in school anymore. I don't, well, like I said, though, I don't think they really ever taught that lesson because Carter was, you know, everybody thinks, ah. It wasn't good when he was president. That's all I will say. <laughs> it was not right. good. 
Not at all. So, I don't. I mean, he was a kind. I think he was a, you know, a kind man. Man, but he just had no uh, business being in being a president. He's too weak. So, and they've been pointing that out. That you know, they're like, there's a, you know, there's a pattern. If you look at things when when you look at our presidents that were strong men, um, we, our country, you know, we thrived. We did much better. And then you look at it when weak men are our president and if it's generally we've never gotten we've never, you know, fallen into such a bad time as the one we're in right now, but but when Carter was in, you know, things were not good. So I don't know. But I get I it it's funny when you when you see some of the responses of just Americans responding, saying that, saying negative things about the Shaw, and and it's like, and then there's people in the feed that are Iranian that were actually there, you know, and experienced it firsthand, and these people over here who think they knew what happened, chime in, and it's like, really? I'm pretty sure the people that were over there during that event, during that time, probably actually know what happened more than you. So. Oh, goodness. No, I, I started yawning myself here. I don't know what it is. I think, like I said, it's just I have, there's been no sun today. And that's why I love, that's why I want to go move to the beach. I love the sun. It um, recharges me for sure. I was looking into the um, red light therapy again. And now I'm learning that you know, it sounds like a great idea, but I just, my original um, hesitancy with the um, red light therapy beds that were like big, like tanning beds, I mm. just have a hard time thinking of someone laying in a bed of glass and electronics and all this stuff being healthy. So I was always concerned that you know, just, there's just going to be too much EMF there. And finally, another doctor that's been researching them, and it kind of um, agreed that, well, they didn't just agree. They actually, I think they did the testing and everything, and they said that is the issue with with the large tanning beds. First of all, they said it's ridiculously expensive. You know, and they said with red light therapy, 
you almost need to expose the area to it several, like almost every day. And nobody can do that. Nobody can go get in those beds every day. But um, they're, they're, so they're making these obviously portable ones now too. They've got ones that like will hang over a door. They've got little square ones that you can actually, you know, just sit anywhere and use. But but they they do say there's some science to it and that, you know, the small ones, if, if you have an injury or something and, and you put it on it every day for, you don't have to do it too long, that it actually helps. So I don't know. I'm going to check into it a little bit more, um, especially the, the smaller units because they're not nearly as expensive. And um, I just, um, I, I love the idea of of light therapy and of frequencies. You know, the Rice machine still to this day. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to me that groups of doctors don't get together and go back to all these types of modalities and and start studying it and learning it on their own and saying, hey, you know. This stuff really works and caused there to be a major shift in medicine. I mean, we definitely need a medical revolution. For sure. No, we need more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a medic, right? <sighs> so. But, um,. But the red light therapy, I think, I think people do need to check it out a little bit more. It's uh, pretty interesting. I saw something about red light therapy for dogs. So I was thinking about investing. Yes. Yeah. No, the guy said they they do. They use it on animals as well. So, um, so it's promising. It's it basically it it penetrates deeper you know, into the body and helps the mitochondria, which we all, well, not we all, a lot of us know that, you know, all your energy comes from the mitochondria pretty much. And um, it's energy is, is the key to most everything. So it, uh, it makes sense. And then it also, it, you know, it knocks down the inflammation. So, so it makes a whole lot of sense. But oh, and I um, looks like I probably will more than likely be closing my business after the holidays. Oh, I won't do well, it in December. Yeah. I won't do it in December because December actually we you know, people generally come in and shop. So now I can't count on that with this economy but but I'm guessing that I'll do okay in December so but but after that I just you know, it's like it it's just like I'm bleeding. It's like I'm when you're not making enough money to get ahead, it just makes no more sense. So, so I think um, I read my 
I'm going to have an attorney friend of mine look it over to make sure. But I read my um, contract with about my business loan, and as long as I'm, as long as I keep the business active and open and doing business and online, and I'm making payments, I don't think they're. I don't think that they can call my loan. I think they have to let me continue to do my business, like online, because there, there has to be injury, you know, of some sort, I believe, for them to try to call the loan. So, and, hey, I'll be saving, <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, I will be saving $2,500 a month just closing the business. So, and I, I swear, people want to shop online nowadays anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm really going to get serious about getting the food, looking into the food trailer. I've already been looking into it. So, oh, my what are you going to make? Well, I think, um, I think we're going to do Cuban food. So... Um, I'm not going to do pork, but I'm going to try to uh, season and and make a turkey loin taste, okay. you know, like Cubano. So I just, I don't, I don't like the idea of, of pork. I, I, I can't handle yeah. So, but I think I think a turkey. My mom's been telling me she she does turkey loin a lot now, and she's like they're really good. They're delicious. So I don't know. I I thought, well, what the heck? I'm sure you can season it and make it taste. But but I'm gonna focus more on um, the Cuban coffees and the guava pastry, and then I'm gonna we're gonna do our juices and smoothies too. But I'm gonna do try to do a really good um, Cuban black bean, you know, rice, plantain, stuff like that. Okay. And um, good salads and stuff. And I've just been, Cuban food is fun and it's delicious. So I've had, they even make um, like for their bread now, instead of, now the Cubano, obviously I'll have to have a traditional Cuban sandwich. I mean, you almost have to. And only I'm going to use the turkey. That's the only thing that won't be traditional, but I think that'll be okay. I don't think anybody will know the difference. But um, the uh, bread, you know, actually one of the worst combinations in the world for digestion is to combine meat and bread. So they actually make you can you can make uh, kind of is like bread. It's got a little bit of a texture, kind of like bread. Um, pretty flat. It's not a fluffy bread, but you make it out of the plantain, and you can make it into to like a you know to mimic bread, and it's very delicious. So so you can actually use that as a tortilla or as a sandwich or whatever. Instead of actually using bread, so we'll see. 
I just know I'm going to keep it small. But but my niece, my gosh, she's doing fantastic. So especially when she goes to events, you know, big events, she does so well. And I think she's only. I do like uh, I do like plantains, but I've never cooked them. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, there. I've I've made the plantains, you know, like like they usually serve them. They're good. I don't deep fry them. I pan fry. Um, mm. I either pan fry or I think I roasted them in the oven. Not roasted them, but kind of tried to oven fry them. You know, but they just they don't turn out as good. You almost have to to kind of pan fry them to get the the right texture. But they're pretty delicious with black beans and rice. You know that. But I love um I love a good bowl of black beans. The rice thing I'm I'm still on the fence about because I know I know no rice is clean. I've got some level of arsenic in it, but yeah, you have to soak the arsenic out of the of the rice. Can you? So if if you got wild rice, not the not the white rice or the brown, if you get the wild rice, it's not that bad. But you can soak it out and uh you rinse the water every two hours or so for like for like twelve hours. So you do like six rinses. Oh, wow. Huh. So you almost like you, you kind of soak the rice like you would you would beans only you you rinse it more often. Right. Okay. Yeah, because you're getting rid of the fluoride, so you're just changing out the water. I will have to remember that. And the wild rice has less less fluoride than the other stuff, or less arsenic, I should say. Okay. That is good to know. I would I have. Didn't realize. I mean, Lord, I think everything we eat consume these days <laughs> would probably get exposed oh, I understand. to a little bit of something. But, but at least that's good to know. I mean, I will definitely, definitely try that. I mean, that's not that difficult to do. So. Hey, I did want to I, play this clip here. We, uh, I was going to bring this out a couple hours ago. We were talking about Vivek. And him and Tucker Carlson had a discussion on China that I wanted to share. Oh, okay. I think there's a chance that if we enter war with nuclear-allied Russia and China, the United States as we know it, we may take a risk of it ceasing to exist. Of course. Okay, I'm glad you appreciate that. That's good, because many people are like, what are you talking about? The United States ceased to exist? No, I actually think... Well, in a nuclear conflict, yes. Well, because we don't have nuclear defense capability. No. Now, my view is, this is also another heresy that I, uh, I think have recently managed to cross last night, which is that I think our commitments to go to war in that situation, or to at least even militarily engage in that situation, should change if it's before or after we have semiconductor independence in this country. Well, yeah. I mean, I think so. Right? so I, I, well, I agree with you completely. Yeah. But I, uh, um, for people who aren't following this, explain sure. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So this is a you know, long history here. But for historical circumstances that 
you know, are long and, and unfortunate. We are dependent on a tiny island nation off the southeast coast of China for our entire modern way of life. Right? These lights wouldn't work. The phones in our pockets wouldn't work. These you know, TV screens and cameras wouldn't work if it weren't for leading-edge semiconductors that are manufactured by basically one company and a set of companies around them, TSMC on Taiwan, that power our entire modern way of life. That's just a hard fact. How we got here, it's a long story. I think it's sad that we are where we are, but we are where we are. <clears throat> China has two reasons to want to go for Taiwan. Okay, one is a nationalistic reason, which is that back in 1949, they had this complicated civil war. Chiang Kai-shek, yeah, yeah, you know, went to Taiwan and claimed that that was actually where the real Republic of China was based. And Mao Zedong said, no, 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 it's the Communist Party of China out of Beijing. And for the longest time, actually, the U.S. and the U.N. recognized actually the real China as being run out of Taipei. But at some point along the way, switched to saying, no, it's actually run out of Beijing. And so there's this nationalistic thing going on that's super complicated history over there. But there's a more modern motivation for Xi Jinping, which is, wait a minute. If I now have control over that island, I have control over the entire United States because I now have the economic leverage to get to a deal that the U.S. wouldn't have said yes to. And I think what Xi Jinping is going for is the basic deal where he says, I get to make your stuff as long as I get all of your IP and everything else in return. And right now, if he says that to the U.S., we're not going to go for that deal. But if he's squatting on the semiconductor supply chain, well, then that's how we ultimately get to parity, consummate the codependent relationship. And I think that's step one of a broader conquest of, of the modern West. How hard would it be to achieve, as you said, semiconductor independence in the United States? It's not going to be easy, but I'm confident that with focus, I can lead us there by the end of my first term in office. And my basic rule of thumb on this one, Tucker, is just to be very practical, looking at this from American interests. I do not consent to Xi Jinping holding an economic gun to our head and lording that over for the next hundred years of the future of the United States. But if we're no longer dependent on that tiny island nation, then I will not send our sons and daughters to die over somebody else's nationalistic dispute. How That's difficult what I'm is it to produce? I mean, it's, it's interesting, and you said there's yeah. a complex history that I'm not familiar with uh, behind it, but how complex is it to build your own semiconductor? It's complicated because a lot of it relies on know-how. So it's not just raw production capability, but it's the know-how of how you actually make it. And so I think that requires pulling people from, you know, DSMC in Taiwan to the United States. And I think that that's something that we should be intensely focused on right now. There's new, you know, giant projects, manufacturing projects in Arizona, n near where I live, actually, in my home state of Ohio, that are going to be steps forward in that direction. I also think that, like it or not, a relationship with South Korea and Japan is going to have to play a role in speeding up our semiconductor self-reliance as well. Samsung is the next best leader, not even an American company. After TSMC, there's like a big jump down. Then it's Samsung. Then there's a big jump down. There's Intel and everybody else here. So I think that it's going to require... And I don't like multilateral trade agreements, but if we're going to have to do them, let's keep it bilateral. Bilateral agreements with Japan, with South Korea, that's a big part of what's going to be required. And so my view is, let's think about first term in office as it relates to this dimension of foreign policy and the Ukraine war on terms that help pull Russia out of China's hands. That's going to require rebuilding a lot of trust. I think I'm up for that job, and I believe that Putin can trust us to follow our self-interest as long as we trust him to follow his, reopen economic relations with Russia, freeze the current lines of control, make a permanent commitment that NATO will not admit Ukraine to NATO, but in return, weaken, if not disband, that Russia-China alliance. I'd get India back on side and 
you know, if there's a guy who's going to rebuild trust with India, it better be a guy with the name Vivek Ramaswamy who might be up for that task. But, you know, getting India on, on side to say, you know what, we're going to be making sure that in a conflict situation in Taiwan that we're at least on side with the United States. But then more importantly, get semiconductor self-sufficiency in the United States, reduce our economic dependence on China. If we're there by the end of my first term, by the end of 2028, the stakes are now just a lot lower with respect to what's actually happening in Taiwan. And if, you know, is it preferable for China to annex Taiwan even after that scenario? No, probably not. But that's a different bar for whether or not we're going to actually be willing to send our sons and daughters to die over it. And in the meantime, there's one aspect of our national defense that surprisingly nobody's talking about, Tucker, which is actually our national defense of the homeland, where we have actually badly missed the plot for super EMP attacks, cyber attacks, nuclear defense. You know, we helped Israel build an Iron Dome. How about an equivalent of an Iron Dome for the United States and our own homeland? And so that's where I'm focused in my first term if I, on foreign policy. If I can get us to semiconductor independence, if I can get us to significantly reduced, if not total economic independence from China, weaken the Russia-China alliance by ending the war in Ukraine, that actually keeps China at bay from not having an economic gun to our head over our modern way of life, at which point we then have a different set of commitments where after that we're going to be in good shape no matter what happens. And so I wasn't you know, planning to get into some foreign policy detour, but that's, that's the way I'm thinking I mean, that, about the first term. That, all of that makes sense. You think so? Well, I I sure, I, I, I'm not sure before. what is controversial about any of that. Well, and, I think what's controversial about it is they think how weak. far those priorities it's weak. That's what I've heard yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I from have, whom? Well, from a lot of Republicans, actually. And, and is so, there a dumber group? I mean, <laughs> than than the foreign policy Republicans? I mean, I, I'm not talking about Republican voters. Yeah. I mean, the members of Congress, the low IQ guys from, including your state, I hate to say it, Texas, who <laughs> make their entire career about seeming strong yeah. and quoting Reagan and under whose watch the country has become demonstrably weaker. It has become, and that doesn't lead to strength, actually. Where are we now? And, and the funny part is our transgender army. Like, seriously. Well, people also miss this, Tucker, and this makes people uncomfortable and they get very upset when I say this. I think there's a chance that if we enter war with nuclear-allied Russia and China, the United States as we know it, we may take a risk of it ceasing to exist. Of course. Okay, of course. I, I'm glad you appreciate that. That's good, because... Many people are like, what are you talking about? The United States ceased to exist. No, I actually think, well, in a nuclear conflict, yes. Well, because we don't have nuclear defense capability. No. Yep. Defense, national defense has not been about defense for a very long time. Right. And so, by the way, super EMP capabilities take out our electric grids. We have, you know, 60 Chinese transformers that are in the midst, nodes in our own electric grid. They could shut down our modern way of life with that. You want to talk about actual cyber attack capabilities? We're better on offense. We have no defensive capabilities. And, and so, you know, when I think about a modern foreign policy vision, I'd revive a modern Monroe Doctrine. You don't mess with the United States on our own soil. We are not okay with a Chinese spy balloon flying over half our country. We are not okay. We do not consent to a Chinese spy base off the southeast coast of the United States or in Cuba spying on the southeast corridor of the United States. We're not okay with intentionally pumped fentanyl, you know, the, the raw materials, literally coming, I'm not making this up, from Wuhan to Mexican drug cartels that are intentionally being pumped across our southern border as part of really a one-sided opium war. No, we're not okay with that or with interference in the Western Hemisphere or with China having control over the Panama Canal, something that people forget as well. No, we're not okay with that, but that is also our top priority. 
protect the homeland and the interests of citizens here at home. That's how America is strong and actually leads on the global stage. And so the irony is at least like the, you know, the Reagan version of this was, yes, all of that projection piece through strength, but strategic defense initiative, nuclear defense here at home. Now we're in the worst of all worlds where you have a generation of people who vaguely remember the slogans and feel like they want to puff their chest but can't really do it super confidently. So they're like doing it as like a second language. Well, altogether, forgetting about the actual defense of the homeland, it's even worse because the peace through strength part, well, the strength part actually provokes that which we're not even prepared to handle back exactly. at home. And, and, the, and the, you know, so I end up talking to a lot of neocons actually in terms of, you know, bolstering me up because they, they don't have the, the right strategic vision, but they know all like the names of like, you know, what an Ohio class, SSGN versus SSBN is, and I don't know these things. All the war porn, they love that. I mean, I wasn't born with this knowledge, but I'm going to be U.S. president. Yeah. I better darn well and train to know it. And so I'm probably talking to more liberal hegemony, neocon people training me, not because I'm taking their views. I deeply disagree with them, but they, you know, know the lexicon. And so, you know, I want to put myself in a position where it's easily dismissible. This guy doesn't know what a what an Ohio class SSGN versus a versus a SSBN is. Well, okay, well now I do. It turns out it took all of about thirty minutes to get that one under our belt. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're missing the plot if you're actually failing to actually advance. Is there a single the neocon plot? with a happy personal life? Like imagine like, I haven't drilled into it. Dinner at Bill Crystal's house, the misery. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it does I don't know seem him, like yeah. I, and I don't yeah. want to okay. psychoanalyze here, but it yeah. it does seem like their project has nothing to do with helping the United States in any way. Mm -hmm. And it is psychosexual or something. They're, they're for, there is they're for war. war. War, as long as other people fight it. I mean, it's all very, it's like a syndrome. Don't hear people say the news is full of lies. All right. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why, why Taiwan is, is uh, of heavy interest right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, but Vivek does. I mean, he, I, I mean, like you said, he he knows what he's talking about. Um, but as far as I think, sometimes a little overboard though on, like when he, you know he talks about the military and it being more of a transgender military. Well, I, I don't know. I think deep down we still have, I think the majority of them are not that way, but um, I don't know. And, and, and I mean, it's true about the nuclear thing. It's like any of these countries that think that anybody is going to survive, if someone sets one off, they're all idiots. I mean, any of them that decide to do it are committing suicide. So it just, I don't know. That one still just drives me crazy that they could be that stupid. And think that that even, you know, they're not even going to be okay if they don't, if they, uh, I don't know. Nuclear is just crazy. I know who, one of the, I'm trying to remember who it was, was talking about, um, was it Vivek? Is he for, 
nuclear energy? Maybe that's... I haven't heard one way or the other. I'm trying to remember if it was him that I heard talking about that. Um, I'm not going to say for sure it was, but, you know, a few of them have been talking about how that's the most efficient energy, but it's, it's like, have we not learned lessons? You know, I mean, look at Fukushima, look at Chernobyl, Chernobyl. I mean, I don't get it. That's like there's there's better ways. Why would we? I I just don't understand why they have to to go about energy in ways that are so dangerous. And can be so harmful. I mean, they can't tell me there's not better ways. Got to be. So. I think we just, I don't know, I guess we all just use too much energy. Mm. Possibly, who knows. All right, let's see if there's anything else that we can fit in our time constraints for the day. Yeah. we got, like, gonna, what, 10 minutes or so? Yeah, I um, I just posted, too, on Facebook that story about, I mean, it just, it, it, you just can't even believe this happens, but it does. So um, a girl named Jasmine, the Afghan face of Sharia law, I mean, if anybody would just take the time to look at this kind of stuff, this young girl, no older than 13, was stoned to death. 13 years old, she was stoned to death. It shows her in the street, um, and she's got a plate on top of her head. She's got, I think, some kind of food on it. But, I mean, it just it breaks breaks your heart to this vet, there was a vet, or, well, he's a vet now. I guess he was military. He was over there at the time, and I guess he saw it happen. And um, he tells the story. And, you know, and this is probably part of the reason why so many of them have that, the PTSD or whatever. Um, you know, when you see something like that, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just crazy. So it just, you know, I I would read it, but I don't know. It might be too um, might be too brutal for some people to hear. Not that long, but I don't know. It you know talks about the incident and then bashing her to death. So it's. Um, Something he witnessed. It's just awful. I mean, they have no respect for women. None at all. All right, I got one last video to share here regarding Trump and a and a potential vice president pick. Oh, okay. I'm going to play that real quick here. Trump is on the brink of his VP pick 
And that's because it is being covered in the media. It means they're saying they're agreeing that he will be the candidate. That's the first bit of good news. They've conceded it. He's going to be the general candidate. The primaries are over. Welcome to Doug in Exile. I'm Doug Tenaple. This is where the happy people are. Uh, I'm going to give you a string of articles. Trump's pick for vice president still matters in 2024. That's him hugging Christy Nome. That's one of the big hints is this is going to be a woman. I'll explain that in just a second why it has to be a woman. Donald Trump's lead over a shrinking field of Republicans' presidential rivals is big enough to begin thinking about him as a general election candidate, as a lot of closely watched polls are already doing. This also means it's safe to say he's not going to tap Ron DeSanctimonious or Nikki Birdbrain Haley. (laughs) I can't believe that nickname. To be his running mate, indeed, the odds are good that he will exclude anyone who had the temerity to challenge him in 2024. Loyalty is number one to him. And he said of this group, that none of them in the VP, none of them, uh, none of the other candidates are things he's interested in for VP. Indeed, 538 had a sort of mock draft of potential Trump VPs this week, and seven of the eight named possibilities were women, all in fact but Tim Scott, who seemed unlikely since he challenged Trump, and also because he just massively lost in the primary. So why does that have to be a female? They don't say it in these articles, but it's obvious that biggest place where Biden picked up votes against Trump in 2020 was with females. He needs to be seen on stage very close with a woman. Here's a CNN poll. Trump holds significant lead in New Hampshire GOP primary while Haley moves into second place. Haley is starting to step up over Ron DeSantis. So this is New Hampshire, one of the early state primaries. Trump has to be Haley and DeSantis and Chris Christie. It now looks like that's not going to be a problem. Meanwhile, some of Trump's counterparts were hoping he would get his name removed from the ballot. Judges in Michigan and Minnesota over the past two weeks have ruled that Trump, the 2024 Republican primary frontrunner, can be on the ballot in both states, dismissing lawsuits by citizens' watchdog organizations. He has a third one pending in Colorado. That one, too, is probably going to follow these two states' precedents. A few of the Veep prospects named at 538 are what they appropriately called chaos candidates, Carrie Lake and Margie Taylor Greene. So these are two huge early and often Trump supporters. They're big, okay? Uh, Carrie Lake is running for Senate. Margie Taylor Greene is already an incredible leader and passionate for Trump, I don't know if they're quite what he's looking for. I actually think Trump is looking for for someone a little more mainstream than them. An older replica of the same basic political model is Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, a veteran culture warrior. That's her in that upper left with the glasses on. She's in my state. I think Marsha Blackburn would be a great pick. I also She's 71 is the problem, and he might need to get a little more youth on his side, but she'd be a very strong, very serious, very normal candidate to pick. Someone who might check more boxes than anyone is Arkansas Governor and former Trump Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who finally got around to endorsing the boss last night at the third Republican debate. Now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is another one who I think Trump 
really trusts a lot. He's worked closer with Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she was his press secretary for all that time. He's actually been closer to her than any of these other candidates. I think she's, I don't know how well she'll do or how appealing she is on a national stage, but she has that Huckabee name that is very good with the right. And then there's an especially intriguing option in New York representative Elise Stefanik. Now, she's a bit of a squish, and she's young. She's 39 years old. I think she's a real long shot. I think she'd be good in the position. And then finally, other women mentioned by the 538 are more plausible, if very Trumpy. There's big-time Trump fan, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. Right now, Kristi Noem is kind of in the lead, probably for me, too. She had an affair of some kind with one of Trump's guys. If for some reason he's trying to avoid scandal, then he will drop Christy Nome for having an affair on her husband. Right now, if I had to pick someone, and remember, whoever Trump picks, he's queuing up to be president in 2028. And because of that, I got to say, probably Marsha Blackburn. But that's just a guess. Who do you think, not who do you like, but who do you think will be the vice president of these ladies? But I'm curious what the votes will end up being. I'm Doug in exile. So, yeah, I have to disagree. I, I don't think that that Marsha Blackburn, she might be a good candidate, but are we going to have someone that's 75 years old again be president yeah. in four years? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have even. No, I wouldn't have even considered her at all. Huh? I wonder where Maybe that Maybe the first time from. around, but not now. No. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, Christy Nome. I mean, I. She would have been. She would be the perfect choice, but I didn't know about the affair. Yeah, I didn't either. Ugh, jeez. Yeah, that'll, that probably would not sit well. Ugh, jeez. Who knows? God, they could, uh, what was the, uh, his little, his speaker, um, the blonde, what was her name? Sarah Huckabee Sanders? No, no. Oh, well, no. She actually, I mean, I think she would be good. Yeah, but I know no, who you're talking but, about. I can't place her name right now. Yeah. Um, um, oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, she was so good, but she's, I think she's kind of gotten away from him. If I remember right, she took a job, was it for Fox? I guess. I think so. So, and then I, and then the other gal that used to work with them a lot, I forgot her name. She was older. But anyway, but yeah, um, Huckabee might be good. I never thought about that. But she might be good. So... That I'm it's disappointing about Christy Nome. I mean, obviously, who knows? We don't know the situation. We don't know the situation. 
that was at home with her. So who knows? I don't know. Her, I don't know anything about her husband or anything. So it could be that there's more going on there than any of us know. But it's going to be drama, and that's that's obviously the last thing he needs. For sure. All right, I think I'm done for the night. I don't know about you, unless you have anything else. But I have like four and a half minutes left. I don't think we're going to learn anything. Yeah, no, and I that that story is um, it's it's pretty brutal. I think it's um, I don't think that's something for everyone to hear. I think it's a story that people should choose and just you know go read it themselves, but. It's um, pretty brutal. Very sad. Sharia law is insane. You too. All right. Thank you for being here. Christina, we'll we'll see you next Monday. Thanks, Bruce. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Everyone else, I'll be back tomorrow. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show here, but until tomorrow... Hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative. I am oof.